skeptic i'm your conspiracy skeptic and uh, i guess this is another one of those solo shows um my british uh co-worker uh he, he one time commented he said uh, you know carl you're, you're only ever really passionate about two things laundry and taxes um there are no actual conspiracies about laundry no wait strike that there is the the missing sock uh conspiracy but uh, maybe I'll wait till April 1st to uh, do a show about that. But uh, there actually are a lot of uh, conspiracies about taxes, um, mostly in the vein of uh, uh, income taxes unconstitutional. Uh, so this podcast, we're actually going to examine the question, is, is, actually, is actually Canadian income tax unconstitutional? Uh, well, we're going to take a slight derivation first into is American income tax unconstitution, unconstitutional? Uh, the answer to both is is um, uh, uh, no. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, as it turns out, you know, uh, one thing that seems to cheer up my American skeptical friends is when they discover Canadians have you know, their 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 fair share of wingnuts and loonies. I I guess I gather many Americans view Canadians as a, a reasonable if. if boring people and and we're not given to the nastiness that has emerged from the you know the, the so-called culture wars so when americans find out canadians are basically just as, as bonkers as them it gives them you know hope that maybe the inmates are not in charge of the insane asylum one one of the otter claims by by some as as i guess i've been hinting at is, is the idea that income income tax is unconstitutional uh Actor Wesley Snipes' problems with the IRS uh, over the last few years, I guess, has, has brought some larger media attention to the notion that um, some people have the, the odd, odd view that they can kind of ditch out on paying income tax by simply asserting income tax is unconstitutional, or there's some magical loophole in the law. This, uh, I guess, this, this, this ghost shirt type tax dodge uh, actually strikes me as, as wholly silly. You know, sure, you can direct people to things like the the 16th amendment but but at the end of the day i think the most powerful argument that there is is nothing to this claim is the fact that no major law firm has ever 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 uh taken up a class action lawsuit y- you would think if the unconstitutionality uh, of income tax was so obvious and clear cut uh to you know to a b-list movie actor and 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 you know, these people who mint their own gold currency, that it would be, you know, as clear-cut to big-time law firms who are always hungry for the next big-money class-action lawsuit. Um, you know, that, that, that no group of powerful lawyers has ever, ever, ever taken up such a suit in the last 40 years. One collected a 40% cut and then, you know, bought France with the proceeds indicates to me uh, that most sane rational legal minds fully understand income tax passes constitutional constitutional and other legal musters um, but there are always nuts that keep trying um, first uh, I guess let's, let's deal with sort of the constitutionality of the uh, uh, 
income tax in the USA. Um, the power that gives the US federal government the right to levy an income tax is, is clearly laid out in the aforementioned 16th Amendment. It, it reads, um, the, the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without appointment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. Uh, I, I, I guess I guess at one point taxes kind of had to be, you know, sort of enumerated according to the, to the population, uh, making sure everybody's different states are all paying their fair share or something. So they they kind of, they kind of sort of slap that in there. That that's 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 my understanding. So basically, it doesn't matter where you are, you're all paying the same amount of income tax. Um, anyway, this seems pretty clear and and. Income tax denialists generally, you know, don't actually argue the language of the amendment. It doesn't give Congress the power to tax. But what they try to argue is the amendment was uh, never actually properly ratified. Uh, clever, but not really. Their their argument goes something something like this: that, that you know the states that ratified the amendment in 1913 all sent back slightly different versions of the amendment. Since uh, no one state ratified the exact wording of the amendment, the amendment failed to receive the proper number uh, of state ratifications. Now, you have to remember we're talking nine, 1913 before cut, copy, paste, and spell checkers, and the notion our elected officials should perform their duties with some um, amount of sobriety. Um, Congress sent each state the exact wording. Uh, the states voted on the exact wording, but when different states transcribed the text, they made you know they made typos. But the key here is, is states can only vote for or against the amendment wording sent to them by Congress. States can't modify it and vote for their own modified amendment. They don't have that 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 power. So in short, all states voted for the proper amendment uh, and the proper wording. To sort of further buttress this point, no state later complained that the amendment it voted for was not the amendment that made it into the Constitution. Uh, people have, have actually challenged this in court and lost. The, uh, the non-ratification claim is, is, is dead. D-E-A-D. Uh, -E it is a X claim. Uh, another claim income tax is not legal is something called the uh, 861 proposition or the 861 proposition. Uh, uh, this is the hokum the, the, the aforementioned Wesley Snipes used to try and avoid paying income tax. The argument, the argument goes uh, 861 of the IRS code plus uh, sections 862 to uh, 865 delineates what kinds of income are taxable and, and to, to the income tax deniers it seems to imply only incomes from foreign sources are taxable. If your company is a US company and you're earning money from that company you don't, you don't have to pay, uh, pay taxes. The, the IRS has a, a different idea, uh, one affirmed by several courts. First, uh, sections 161 and 63 of the USC, or the United States Code, lays out clearly that U.S. citizens are taxed on their incomes from any source. It doesn't matter if that source is inside or outside the United States. Um, However, let's say you're neither a U.S. citizen nor a legal resident. Let, let's say you know, you're know you German air crew or a foreign actor making a movie in New York. 
do you have to pay taxes? Or let's say you live in Canada, but you earn money doing web pages for an American company. Does the American company have to withhold taxes? That, that's where Section 861 comes in. Also, let's say you're an American citizen and you're earning money from a Canadian company. The Canadian company withholds Canadian income tax and then sends you, you a considerably smaller check. Can the U.S. tax your, your net pay? Can it tax your gross pay and ignore you've already paid taxes to another government? Again, 861 and the following sections lay, lay this out. For, for some remarkably stupid reason, some, some people claim the provisions of 861 applies to U.S. citizens a, as a whole. Um, they also ignore uh, there have been at least four uh, challenges, and, and the courts have turned down the arguments every time. They also ignore Section 861 is under a section called uh, uh, Source Rules and Other General Rules Relating to Foreign Income. You ask yourself, am I earning foreign income? If you think you're earning, earning foreign income, you go to uh, 861 and see if you are. That's, that's what the section is there for. It's, it's not for American citizens in America earning income. The, the 861 claim is actually so stupid that the IRS has declared these kinds of claims frivolous and you can face a $100,000 fine and three years in jail for uh, avoiding taxes and trying to trump up uh, the 861 claim as your excuse. Okay, uh, now, turning our eyes to Canada, the idea some form of taxation is unconstitutional crops up from time to time here in Canada, too, uh, notably when a, a new tax is introduced. Uh, Ontario, Canada's uh, biggest province and uh, Canada's industrial heartland, uh, a couple of years ago introduced something called the HST. Uh, uh, the, the HST combines Ontario's old uh, sales tax, the PSD, provincial sales tax, with the, uh, with the government's uh, GST, which is a, a kind of a value-added tax. Uh, unless, like most uh, uh, value-added taxes or, or VATs, uh, the, the GST and now the HST, which stands for Harmonized Sales Tax, are, are typically not hidden on, on the posted price. Like, for example, if you go to, to England and you buy, uh, you know, you buy something for um, 10 pounds, you pay 10 pounds at, at the cash register. The, their, their VAT, their value-added tax, is just built in, into the price. But in Canada, you, typically you pay the posted price uh, plus the HST at the register. And I guess previous to July 1, 2010, you paid the posted price plus the GST and the PST. The notion that, that in Canada, federal income tax is illegal seems to be uh, mostly championed by Western separatists and members of a strange uh, anti-New World Order Catholic fringe political party called Social Credit. This, this is a party that roughly believes the government should just print money as needed. So, See, we really do have those types in Canada. Don't don't feel so bad. Uh, I'm not saying anything about Ron Paulians. Um, so so what's the basis for for the claim Canada's federal income tax is illegal? Well, it, it stems from a portion of our Constitution called the the British North America Act. Uh, 
two sections outline the exclusive powers of the federal government, which is section 91, and the exclusive powers of, of the provinces, which is section 92. In the Canadian system, if a power is given to one level, level of government, the other level of government may not make laws regarding it. Uh, for example, education is an exclusive uh, provincial power. The federal government can't set up a, a federally funded university system in the provinces. Immigration is, is a federal uh, exclusive power. A province cannot set up and enforce its own immigration laws. Now, both sections in the Canadian Constitution give the federal government and the provincial governments the power to tax. Uh, section 91, the, the federal powers, states Quote, the raising of money by any mode or system of taxation. Let me repeat that again. The raising of money by any mode or system of taxation. Income tax seems to fall under the idea of any system of taxation. The, the income tax is unconstitutional. People say, well, well hold on, check uh, section 92. Section 92, the, the provincial powers, states, in each province, the legislature may exclusively make laws in relation to matters coming within the classes of subjects next hereafter enumerated, that is to say, dot, 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 they enumerate a lot of things, and then they eventually enumerate direct taxation within the province in order to the raising of a revenue for provincial purposes. Let me repeat that again. Direct taxation within the province in order to the raising of a revenue for provincial purposes. Uh, I guess that sounds a little weird, but this was written you know, a couple centuries ago. Well, not quite a couple centuries ago. Close enough. The, the direct taxation line is meant to keep the provinces from imposing their own value-added taxes, production taxes, manufacturing taxes, excise taxes, etc. The, the taxes unconstitutional people think income tax is, is direct taxation, which, which it actually is. A and the federal section did not specify direct taxation, just that troublesome any tax thingy. Further, they note Section 92 appears to give provinces the exclusive right to direct taxation. Therefore, the, they, they argue the federal government may impose any kind of tax except direct taxes, as this, as this is a power exclusive to the provinces. However, the, the, the taxes unconstitutional people have to ignore the rest of the sentence in Section 92 that says in order to the raising of a revenue for provincial purposes. So the meaning is a province has the exclusive right only to raise a direct tax for its own internal purposes. That's the meaning. A province can't raise a tax and then, say, hand that money over to someone else, like the province next door or the United Nations or something. Conversely, the federal government can impose a direct tax for the purposes of funding uh, Ontario hospitals, and only Ontario hospitals. Hospitals are an exclusive provincial responsibility. Healthcare. We don't call Obamacare, and we don't call socialized medicine. We just call it healthcare. Now, at least twice, as best I can figure, that this notion the federal government can't impose a direct tax because of Section 92 has been challenged in court. 
both times the courts have ruled against the plaintiff. The, the most relevant seems to be something called uh, uh, Mueller versus Canada. Another, uh, Winter Haven Stables Limited versus Canada, brackets Attorney General, seems to be kind of a clever one. Um, in Canada, the federal government ultimately gives some of the federal income tax back to the provinces. So we pay a federal income tax, and we also pay a provincial income tax. Uh, so some of this money that goes to the federal government, the federal government then sort of actually hands right back to the provinces. Um, the, the intent is basically to help them fund hospitals and education, help the provinces to fund hospitals and education. We, we call these transfer payments. When, when the British North America Act was written um, in, the, in the 19th century, uh, hospitals and education were not, you know, were not big ticket items you know people just didn't really go to hospitals much and, and there were no expensive machines that went ping and few people were ever really educated beyond grade nine or nine or ten um, but these days uh, health care and education are, are huge public expenditures the provinces have to bear the, the federal government helps the, the poorer provinces called, called the have-not provinces by transferring some federal tax revenue uh, this way you don't get third world medical treatment in Nova Scotia and first world treatment in Ontario as I noted earlier, the, the federal government funding hospitals straight out of federal income tax dollars seems to be contrary to the notion uh, the federal government can't raise a direct tax to fund a provincial responsibility. The court seems to have ruled the money transferred to the provinces does, doesn't come specifically from income tax. It comes from, oh, you know, various sources like excise taxes, pop bottle collection drives, etc., as well, giving money to the provinces to help them pay for provincial responsibilities is not the same as, as regulating it via legislation. So, so in other words, they're, they're not making any specific laws, they're just kind of handing money over. It, it, it took me actually about two days of research to figure that all out. Uh, oddly, Canada's version of the IRS gives the whole income taxes unconstitutional myth uh, a really shallow treatment. Uh, and and they, they, they quote, The myth is based on the faulty argument that the Canadian Constitution gives the power of direct taxation exclusively to the provinces. Section 91 of the Constitution says the federal government can raise money by any mode or system of taxation. Section 92 says the provinces can impose direct taxes within a province to raise revenue for provincial purposes. As a result, while federal and provincial taxing powers overlap, federal governments can levy both indirect and direct taxes, including income taxes. Uh, the, the, the RevCan page continues, the courts have conferred the power of the federal government to levy direct taxation, including income tax. No court in Canada has ever agreed with the idea that, fed, that the federal government cannot levy income taxes. And this is where it gets weird now. The often cited 1950 Supreme Court decision concerning the Lord Nelson Hotel in Nova Scotia dealt with the issue of whether the federal government and provincial government uh, sorry dealt with the issue of whether the federal government and a provincial government could delegate authority to each other on specific issues of labor and taxation the court did not address the issue of imposing direct taxes or their constitutionality okay so the revcan page says no court but they don't actually tell you which 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 courts 
uh, have, have sort of not agreed with this idea. You, you'd think they would list the cases. The the only case they, they cite is this rather cryptic Lord Nelson Hotel decision, and it doesn't seem to make sense in context. Digging deeper, uh, it, it all appears to work like this. Uh, Nova Scotia in 1950 wanted to impose a sales tax. Uh, sales taxes in Canadian provinces are common today, but, but um, the, the provinces only really started to, to levy them in, in the 1960s. Nova Scotia in 1950 seems to have feared a sales tax was an indirect tax, not a direct tax. As noted, Section 92 only allows a province to collect a direct tax. A direct tax is, is a tax you pay directly. An indirect tax is generally defined as a tax collected by another and then passed on to the government. Several uh, authorities, legal authorities, include sales tax as meeting the definition of an indirect tax, but more about that later. Okay, so Nova Scotia had this plan that the federal government would lend them their Section 91 power to impose indirect taxes, and if that power was, you know, so offered by the federal government, the province would gracefully accept it. Um, the Lord Nelson Hotel case ruled the federal government could not delegate the federal powers to the provinces and vice versa. So the federal government can't say, okay, Quebec, you can print your own currency, and Ontario can't say, okay, federal government, you can open federally controlled hospitals and schools in Ontario. How, how this case seems to help the anti-taxers is actually beyond me. The, the case is about provinces gaining federal powers, not about the federal government's supposedly gaining a provincial direct taxation power. Anyway, this raises the question of whether or not sales tax is a direct tax or an indirect tax. You could, you could just probably turn off your, your iPod right now, because if you're not bored to tears already, it's going to get a little bit more boring. Okay, so if sales tax is an indirect tax, then then provincial sales taxes are illegal. For example, the Fairlax Financial Dictionary defines an indirect tax as a tax that is shifted to another person or entity. For example, sales taxes are levied on a seller but are paid by the buyers. That is, the government expects sellers to pay the sales tax, but they pass the cost on to their customers. So again, the government expects sellers to pay the sales tax, but they pass the cost on to their customers. So the retailer has to collect the tax and pass it on. Uh, you know, I don't submit all of my receipts for the insane crap I buy every year and then pay a sales tax on it. However, it would appear the Canadian federal government defined an indirect indirect tax as a tax levied on a producer and simply built into the final price of the product. Uh, the Canadian federal government defines an indirect tax as, quote, an indirect tax is that which is demanded from one person in the expectation and with the intent that he shall indemnify himself at the expense of another. The, the, the part about building it in, into the final price of the products is, is key. All prices in Ontario are, are posted pre tax. Compare that, compare that to, say, a, a manufacturer tax. That The manufacturer pays the tax for every dongle it builds. Whether it sells the dongle or not is, is immaterial. The manufacturer still owes a tax. Naturally, the manufacturer passes on the total cost of, of the built stuff. So, uh, to keep a, a PST all direct 
tax-like, the, the retailer cannot actually build the PST into the posted price. Uh, further, provincial retailers are designated as agents of the province, much like an employer may deduct income tax from your pay and send it to the government. So it's all, all legal-like. All right, well, so as you, I guess you can see, uh, keep paying your taxes, whether you're in Canada or the USA. Okay, some announcements. Um, I guess back, um, depending what time you're listening to this, on July 16th, uh, 2012, I, I was uh, I was interviewed by an Australian radio show called uh, Sunday Night with Saffron on Triple J. I, 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 of that sentence, I think I can only parse Sunday night. Um, I wasn't really sure what a saffron was and wasn't sure what a triple J was. I think I figured out triple J is actually the name of the radio station and saffron is one of the hosts, uh, John Saffron and his co-host Father Bob, who's an actual Catholic priest. Um, but he seems quite a, a very liberal Catholic priest. Uh, they they seem very nice. Anyways, they, they had me on as um, their conspiracy... Well, I guess they kept billing me as the conspiracy theorist debunker, but it wasn't really there to debunk conspiracies, just sort of talk about, you know, when you when you encounter a conspiracy, how, yeah, as a skeptic, how you should probably approach it. Um, I'll, I'll post the link on the show notes if you want to, for some reason, want to go listen to it. I only had 15 minutes on the show, so I couldn't get into too much depth, and, um, and, and at some point, Father sort of... Um, Sorry, Father Bob, falling back on my Catholic training there. Uh, Father, he, um, he posed some question about Hitler, and, and I was like, couldn't quite figure out what he was talking about. Like, I, I, I guess he was a contemporary of Hitler, and that sort of took me by surprise. Not quite used to talking to contemporaries of Hitler, but um, uh, just bear in mind, I was actually recording this show uh, at like. 12:30 a.m. Canada time, but it was it was quite a lot of fun. They were really really nice and had a good time. And and it, it's 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 in podcast formats and iTunes as well. And it's a pretty interesting little show. So I would you know just if you're looking for another kind of podcast to add to your to your to your list, uh, download that. Other than that, uh, that's about it. Okay, uh, take care. Bye bye. Just a second more I know I'll forget What I came here for My head was so full